we're back. back. We're back. Gosh, it feels like we were just <laughs> recording something. Yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> so we're going on vacation. Yes. <laughs> but but by the time this one airs, I think we'll be almost back from vacation. Uh, Maybe we should air this one first. Why? Oh, no, we can't. No. I, but I won't give away why. Why? Because it's oh, kind of like yeah, a part no. two. It's yeah, a part it is. two. This is kind of part two. Yeah. Okay. Well, and on the day we get back, we, or no, the day after we get back, we actually have a podcast that we're a film, we're, we're uh, recording. Oh, yeah. With, with Stephanie. Yeah. Yeah. Stephanie Torns. If you guys can look her up, um, she was, uh, she did Broadway. Um, she's still doing Broadway, right? Still, yeah. She's traveling with Waitress Musical as Jenna. And she actually started as uh, the stand-in, basically. The the is that what you say in I musicals? I know absolutely <laughs> nothing about Broadway. I know, I know, like me too. nothing. I've been there. I've seen a few shows. Um, speaking of Broadway, like I, I am obsessed with this little part. If you guys can go listen to it, there. Do you guys all remember at the beginning of the pandemic, they offered on YouTube the Phantom of the Opera? Like the current Phantom of the Opera Broadway recording. Yes. And it's with this guy named Raman something Lou. I'm going to look him up. (laughs) Raman sounds delicious right now. (laughs) Stop it. Like some some homemade ramen where you add some like spice to it. Karimlu. A little bit of sriracha. I don't know how to say his name, but it's ramen karimlu. 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 Anyway, he was the... The phantom. Um, phantom. Yeah. And on Music of the Night, you can actually Google it. Go to YouTube and Google it. And listen to the first minute of Music of the Night. It's not there, fair. I know. I'm telling you right now, it's not fair. I know. What's I mean, not I, fair, Ben? I'm not going to take him. away. I'm not going to take away from the thousands of hours of work he's done to have such a beautiful voice. I know. His voice is like melted caramel. I know. It's like I sound like Kermit the Frog when I sing. <laughs> Kermit the Frog who lost his voice. No, stop. After it. eating a bunch of cheese. Stop it. Um, that's how I sound. And this guy, it's like the purest sound. Oh my gosh. I'm serious, you guys. So Google, you. I'm telling you, go on YouTube and find, um, his name is Raman Karimlu. So I, it, the last of his name is L-O-O. So um, I'm sure Google will immediately bring yes, it up when they type and in. And it's it's the Phantom of the Opera that was that was they were gave, giving for free on YouTube at the beginning of the pandemic. And the music of the night, the first minute, I, within that first minute, I mean my daughter and I, my youngest daughter Georgia and I, we were listening to it over and over and over again on repeat because the way he goes into things is so pure and so amazing. Holy crap. I just it, am in love with it. I want to have that range too. It's like, why are you allowed to go that low and that high? <laughs> well, I, you know, I can't say anything because my family, the, you know, my brothers were always able to go pretty low and go uh, pretty high. I disagree. 
<laughs> Jared hit his lowest note once. I'm not necessarily talking about Jared. Okay, but he hit his was, lowest note once, and yeah. it was like my highest note. <laughs> yeah, but that's because because <laughs> I was a, I was a bass. A bass. Yeah, uh, not so much anymore. Now I'm just rasp. Now I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, whatever. You just I got, sound like the Batman. You just got invited to go somewhere with your like old choir that, dorks. It, I, not because I qualified for it. The only <laughs> qualification was that I was in the choir. The funny thing is, I is think that you'd be like, uh, maybe we should. Have, <laughs> what happened to you? You forgot how to sing? Well, you know, when you don't practice, I yeah. definitely don't have what I used to. And when you don't practice after a while, it becomes like, oh, okay. I don't know that I ever really had a, that great. Oh, uh, stop it. No, my, my, my brother and sister were, were pretty decent soloists, but not me. You guys all had that little rasp. That, yeah, that not, was just kind of your thing. Not like the good kind that's like, oh, you know, stop. I think it's the good kind. But anyway, back to <laughs> Robin Griffith. Here's what I want to tell people. Okay, what? yes, Google this thing and watch it. But okay. what I want to challenge you to do with your family yeah. is have a ramen night. Go out, buy a five-pack of ramen noodles. Oh, my gosh. Get yourself some sriracha, some green onions. <laughs> Why? Some garlic, some sesame seed oil, and some soy sauce. And make yourself some fantastic homemade ramen noodles. Then Google this guy. And while you're eating your ramen noodles, you can listen to Ramen Karimlo. You are so weird. And I love <laughs> Doesn't it. that sound good though? It does sound really good. We do that every once in a while. We do like a ramen night. Yeah. When I'm having a cheat day, that's awesome. what we do. Some Portuguese sometimes. sausage mm-hmm. on top. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's also very cheap. Fry an egg, put it in there. I mean, you can ha- you can make a freaking meal for a steal. That's what's funny to that. me. We'll spend like $120 on dinner going out and I'll get like a greasy burger, you know? And then we'll spend like $9 on ramen night and it's so delicious. I like how we're facing each other and we're playing footsie while we do that. Yeah, am I scratching with my toenails? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Ben has these toenails. No, why do we have to talk about my toenails? They, they, yes, brought, they're sharp. You brought okay? them up. You brought them up. They're sharp. They are straight up and down. They're sharp. So imagine, you know how your toenail is supposed I mean, to be like, it's supposed to go along your skin. And like, if you poke things straight on, you'll be able to feel something sharp. Nope. If you just step on Ben's toes, I hope people are understanding what I'm saying. They go not. straight up in the air. And they so they will cut <laughs> you. They're not that <laughs> You make it sound like a circus freak. <laughs> you are a circus freak. You know freak. what? It it is You're not, my circus freak. My toes are not my best quality. I'll I'll give you that. Babe. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. But that's what shoes are for. That's okay, yeah. I, I live in boots, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're gonna have we're gonna have Stephanie Torns. And speaking of buttery, velvety, speaking of an amazing voice, voice. It's it's just not fair. We had her here uh year or so ago yeah um and uh she was a house guest of ours for a little bit and we had like we came over to our neighbor's house who they're really into music as well yeah and she sang and we're like amazing holy cow that, yeah, that's she's just amazing crazy i know how can you sound that well I don't while know. you're drinking a beer i know totally <laughs> although, or was it wine although babe you are wine. supposed to think that i'm i'm more amazing because i'm your wife well, you have a great singing voice too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But you know, you're not on Broadway. You you could have been. Well, and no, that, that's the difference. I didn't want anything on Broadway. That's the difference between like these people have tremendous talent, but they work at it. Also, they have they put in 
time and effort. So much effort yeah. and time and training. You know, it. I loved singing. I just didn't, you know, I, after a while, I just didn't feel like that was where I was supposed to be. I mean, I, lo- I just loved fiction writing and like producing, you know, and stuff. It was, that was really where I, I loved everything. So yeah, I gave up on that dream too. On what? What are you talking about? Of being a, a lead on Broadway. Oh, no, no, no. I never wanted to be a lead on Broadway. Oh. No, yeah. Broadway was not my thing. I wanted to be in movies, but I, you know. And what's funny is when that didn't happen, when that didn't pan out, all of a sudden I was like, yeah, okay, that's better. That's crazy. <laughs> that didn't work out for you. I heard that everyone who tries to get into Hollywood makes it. Yeah, well. Every single one. I was the one lone person that didn't. Man, what a loser. What a loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> um, no, but it's, we're going on vacation. And speaking of singing, we were totally choir dorks and we're actually going back through Visalia. I have to see my auntie, who's yeah. my favorite auntie in the whole entire world. She was the one who but we were not, saved me when I was a kid. We're not spending hardly any time there. No, because we have to drive. We kind of have to drive through it. So for all of you who are listening to this going, why didn't you call me? I know uh, we love you, but we we had to kind of blow through town. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, if you <laughs> if you are listening, we did do Valhalla's at 1030. But, but this will be after. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we we'll, had we'll post to stop a through all Valhalla's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's the cool thing about you and I is, is we did come from the same town. So when we go back for vacation, we can kind of, we have the state, the same feelings and nostalgia towards the places that we stop. Yeah. And well, and we have the same kind of like, Dude, we your like toe is cutting thing. me right now. I'm well, telling get your you, foot it's straight. Off my toe. But my foot is like so pleasantly on your foot. Well, don't complain. And it's straight up. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna hit up our our favorite restaurant. Yeah. Um, drink Wait, some, drink which some is our like favorite restaurant. Well, our favorite breakfast restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, Valhalla. At least it's mine. Uh, what about last time we got? We always had to do Masaru's. We'll do that on the way back through. Okay. I'm sure because it'll be lunchtime then. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I can't wait for. What? That fresh squeeze summer, that that orange juice. Mm, yeah, uh, totally. Like it, it's like the orange capital, right? Yeah. And we're going to get some like delicious fresh squeeze orange juice. Yeah. Very excited about that. So we have, you know, my dad, um, my dad's family bought a cabin back in. Did we have we talked about that yet? I think we did. Okay. So we bought a cabin way back when. And, you know, after my dad passed, it was, it's, it's one of those things that it's, uh, it's kind of one of the only places that I can go back that really, really, I, it, it's, it's just such a, a full blown memory of my dad and just the thing he loved and, yeah. and, and spent a lot of time. We can go to a little cave, uh, for our hike in white chief and see where all of my grandfather and my uncles and my, you know, my dad all signed, you know, on the walls of the cave and things like that. So that's They fun. graffitied on a national monument? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm just, just kidding. Just stop. No, this place, it's it's called Mineral King, California. Yep. And uh, it's it's a truly amazing place. It it's is up amazing. in the Sequoia National Forest. And um, it like, it's out of cell phone range. Yeah. There's no electricity. Yeah. And it's literally like a, a, an escape from reality. And let's just face it. 
the world is not something we want to be existing in nonstop right now. So going there and like being the the only thing that's surrounding you is creation and the trees. I, it's just like that is truly where God speaks to me and I feel the most at home and at peace. And I really, it's just such an amazing place. And I think that everybody needs to have vacation in their life so that they can just, and I don't think you need to have vacation so overwhelming. I think a lot of times what we do is we plan our lives to death so that we don't ever have time to sit and think. Well, that's why I love, we've been doing this for the past couple of years. Well, I guess the pandemic kind of threw a wrench in it, but last year we went and we went several years before that, but we just go and we get there and we have nothing to do No, but relax Yeah. versus like going somewhere where you're just doing too much. You get home and you almost have to take a vacation from your vacation before you go yeah. back to work. And uh, not in this case. This is yeah. like pure relaxation. But I also think it's a good challenge for everybody too. If you can't go somewhere where you have to be totally quiet and you have to be totally without technology, without other human beings, if you can't do that and your brain absolutely won't let you shut down, there's got to be, we, you know, our last podcast, we talked about challenges and how you have to challenge yourself and, and other people in relationships with you. It is important to be okay to be challenged as well as to challenge others. It's okay. I think we've lost the art of that. Doesn't mean it has to be aggressive. I actually really can't stand it when people are like, I'm just blunt. Like you, you know, I'm just here to say the truth. Okay, wait a minute. I'm just being honest. No, you're being a jerk. Yeah, like there's (laughs) a difference between that. And I think that that one of the things you and I and our relationship have really tried to do is really find that balance with each other of when am I just being a jerk and when am I truly challenging you? And we've seen the benefits to challenging each other. So if you can't go somewhere where you're quiet for a couple of days and you can really shut your brain off, I I, I suspect ever, that there needs to be a challenge of that. Have you ever met somebody who, like, who cannot sit in silence? Yeah. Yeah, like I know people that, if music isn't playing, yeah, they have to be constantly talking, yeah, or on their phone, or something, and I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. I I perp- personally, uh, I like silence. Mm. I like the sound of silence. I think I've gotten there. I think that at my my weakest moments, um, you know, I would say like you and I have talked about over the last like last year. Um, at my weakest moments, I was really struggling to be able to shut my brain off. And it took a lot of like real, I, it took a lot of heavy work on my So part. do you have to use like sounds to distract you from the, I did. that brain activity? I did. Now I don't. And remember, I, I actually found this trick that really worked for me, but it took a lot of processing. I mean, I went through a lot of pretty deep stuff that I had to kind of walk through to get to that point. But now I've reached a point where, um, no, I really feel comfortable in the quiet. And I really actually feel like it's important to be quiet for a little while. So. Yeah, I always I always felt like, is there something wrong with me? I, You know, I go over to people's houses and they have like speakers in every room. And they just, they're always playing music yeah. in the background. Which I think is cool, you know, but I've never done that in my own home. I know. Yeah. The well, that's, time, yeah, that's different. Cause I haven't either. Yeah. The only time I listen to music in the background is when I'm working. 
Yeah. Like if I'm working on the car or something, I, it's, it just kind of passes the time for me. But, um, I don't know. I just, my I mom has always had tinnitus. Quiet. Yeah. So tinnitus is the ringing in the ear. Yeah. So we were always questioning, why does she always have to have the TV on? And come to find out, she actually has tinnitus. And so, so it drowns out, it the drowns ring. out the yeah, everything else. Yeah. But that's a whole different thing. That's that, you know, that's, that's even different than going on vacation and being able to just kind of be away from your computer, I gotta say, be away from your phone. I got to say, we, you know, we're going to share this because we've been talking about it. I think yeah. it's a fun thing to talk about. I get really anxious before going on vacation. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. And um, I don't know why, you know, I, I used to get really excited about things like this. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm working through it and maybe I'll have a breakthrough the more I think about it. But um, I don't know. It's almost like if you didn't force me to take a vacation, I don't know that I would. Yeah. You know? I Step one you to breakthroughs is always taking the time to really dig in and see why. It's kind of like um, I never want to go camping anymore. I used to go camping all the time Yeah. when I was younger. And now I, I think that I go, oh, you know, I want to go camping. Ah. But I got to reserve the, the time. <laughs> and then I have to buy the food. And I got to pack up everything. And then we have to go there. We have to set it up. Yeah. And then we have to tear it down. And it's like, ah, never mind. I just won't go camping. That's kind of what goes through my head. It's really weird. So with vacation, it's like, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Once I'm on the airplane, I'll be fine. Yeah. Because um, we I have to fly everywhere to go on vacation. as your wife, I start, but this is not just vacation. It is a little bit of it's your personality. It's any change in our pattern. Correct. I have noticed, so Ben is a little, what's weird is where you and I have had different bouts of anxiousness in different ways. This is just your way, right? And so I notice anytime we are about to go on vacation, uh, the day before we're going to have um, somebody come in and look at anything at the house or clean the house oh or, God. or whatever. The night before the cleaning lady comes is like my the worst <laughs> night. Which is so weird. I, I don't know why. It's just It just stresses me out. It's like we have to get our whole house picked up so that somebody can clean it. Right. right? But why it has to be I a stressful know. thing, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but it is. And there's things like that where I feel like this is a good thing. And I'm like, to it's like, it does not stress me out in any shape or form. Nothing. And I'm looking at you. The thing that stresses me out is you. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> because all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to appease I I, I want to do anything to appease this and not let it happen it is 100% a control issue because yeah. because in my normal routine I can control every aspect okay you know? like my normal routine get up go to work drive there drive home eat lunch whatever uh it's what I know right yeah. you throw in a vacation there's I don't know we're renting a car do I know what kind? Well, I Absolutely asked not. you the other day, remember? Because I started noticing, we're going on vacation, so I started noticing that you were being, you get this, how do I even describe it? You're kind of short, you're kind of not really there, like you want to look at your phone and not interact. What? <laughs> I'm not. 
Yes. I don't feel like I've, I don't think I've been doing that and lately because of vacation coming up. You just get very serious. Up. And I asked you the other day, I was like, what, okay, what's going on? And you just said, I just have some anxiety over vacation. And so I was like, okay, can we like actually go through why and like maybe figure it out so that this doesn't happen I think forever? about, I think about all that can go wrong on vacation. Okay. <laughs> so I think about the fact that we're going to fly into Oakland and like, for whatever reason, there's going to be no rental cars. Well, so my They're going to be like, sorry. Well, so we my, don't have any. my first question was, okay, A, what were your vacations like as a kid? And did you get this from your family? Was it too intense to go on vacations? I, I think there was some to that. Yeah. I mean, my family was just generally intense. Right. Um, we didn't have any like catastrophic moments that gave me like vacation PTSD or anything. But then number two is you were talking this morning about how much did you want to comment just now on me saying number two? Because we're, we're not going to get past number two. There's <laughs> never a number three. There's only a one and a two. I, <laughs> I challenge you to have a number three right now. What? Number two? I thought you were going to say something about it being number two. No. Okay. That's not where my mind went. <laughs> Whoa, really? You only get to two. Oh. If you're going to list something, you should get to three. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's happening right now. But I don't know. But number two <laughs> was this morning you started talking about... Um, you started talking about the vacations that you went to go see your mom in Oregon and you had some major catastrophes happen. Yeah, I did. And you Maybe were that's young. The PTSD. You were young and you had nobody with you. I personally believe that you did a lot of major things a little bit too young. I may have somebody else totally disagree with me, but I do feel like that. I was very independent at a young age. So I think that I did things much younger than most people would. Like for in, the, in this case, are you, are you going to think about your number three while I'm talking? Sure. Think I'll about think number about three. number three. Um, <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes, eyes at <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, no, I, at 16 years old, uh, I drove, my parents lived in Southern Oregon and it took 12 hours to get there, 12 hour drive. So I just drove there yeah. and back. Yeah. Uh, on the way home, I had a major blowout in my tire, almost got killed by a logging truck. Uh, kind of got stranded for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's other stories too, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's. I got number three. Okay. You're just an absolute control freak and maybe that's just the issue. I think so. I mean, yeah, you can, I mean, that's why I said, like, I'm sure part of it is my experience, but I think. A big part of it is just my personality too. And you know I'm working what's weird? on it though. You know what's weird is you have often had to fight that need to control. Yeah. And I have often, there, there's been some things where I've had to fight the need to control it. Like my, like what happens with the books or my future, like my big dreams. Though That's where I have to kind of let go of the need to control. You just got to let just Jesus let, take the wheel. Oh God. Let you know, just let it happen and let timing happen. Let God take it. Yes. But number, but number three, number no, four. No, no number. Wow. No number. Oh, You've okay. got numbers in my head. No, but for me, uh, you have had the need to control things 
And I actually have to force myself to even care about certain things like you want to control. But I think that plays into your past as well. How's and that? We don't have to get too much into it, but... Uh, we can. In your experience, um, the women in the family didn't necessarily have a strong voice. Right. So... We were told you, that we shouldn't have well, a strong And voice. not only that, but part of your personality is that way too. So you've, I mean, I feel like you have a very strong voice now, especially. Yeah, I've definitely me. learned, but that took me learning. Like you, you tell me to F off sometimes I if I'm being a jerk. I tell you to F off. Not in those words. You use Tara words for it. But, uh, <laughs> Tessa words for it? Whatever your name is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you've, you've kind of learned how to stick up for yourself more. I have. I've had to work at it though. I remember when I first became a personal trainer, I, t I tell my clients all the time that when I, I would write down their workouts and I would get in there and I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, I want you to do this, this, and this. And they would look at me and go, oh, do I really have to do this? And I would find myself going, no, you don't have to do that. It's okay if you don't want to do that. And then I had to decide... Now, I'm definitely a person, I'm definitely a trainer that believes that not every exercise is meant for everybody. Okay, totally believe that. I totally believe that you should modify for different things. Obviously, give my clients that. But there was a moment where I had to be like, okay, whatever I write down, they need to do or they have to find a modification. Just remind and I have to them help that them find that's literally what they're paying you for. I know. But this is old. This is old news. I'm just trying yeah. to explain. No, I, I think that... And, and the other side of this is that you're a very accommodating person. Yeah. You want people to, to be happy. I do. Uh, and I'm, believe it or not, very similar to that. I'm, I'm very accommodating. Yeah. Um, and uh, I have to find that ability to not be a people pleaser, but yet still allow myself to, I really do love accommodating people. Like that is, it's, it's a love of mine, right? It's, yeah. you know, and so I have to find that, uh, I had to find that, that line that I, I drew can, I can a hundred percent relate to that in a little bit different way, but yeah, similar. I've been challenging myself lately to be less accommodating. Yeah. Uh, in traffic. Like I find myself just driving in the slow lane, letting everybody pass, no big <laughs> deal. I'll just wait in line. And lately I'm like, you know what? Get into the fast lane. <laughs> do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, do it. That's Get to work faster. Crazy. Or the other day I was at Lowe's. I was returning a wrench. And their return section is kind of weird. There's like two windows, but there's only one line. And every once in a while, like that person who's completely unaware of their Oblivious. entire surroundings yes. that drive it's one of it's the pet peeve. Okay. Walks up and she, and she goes and like stands next to me instead of behind me. Right. And I'm like, I don't care what happens when that window opens. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to run in front of her and give her a dirty look. I don't think that's what I'm talking about. I'm going to give her a dirty look and I'm going to be like, no, I was here first. Do you actually do that? No, I never have done that. Oh, okay. But listen to my story. Okay. So it turns out she wasn't what I was expecting. She didn't just try to cut in front of me. The window opened. I walked, I kind of walked past her, kind of like gave her a sideways glance. Like, are you going to try this? Are we going to do this right now? Cause we're, I'm, you I'm were ready. like challenging her to a duel. I'm ready. No, but she didn't do it. So oh. I just, I went in line and then in my mind, I'm going like, you're not going to, you're not going to challenge her. If she, you're going to, you're just going to give her the spot. Totally. You know? Cause I had, it was a long line. Right. So, yeah. but it would took me like half an hour. 
because Lowe's is their customer service is not great. Yeah. Um, at least here. Anyway, uh, so then I get there and the clerk that was going to help me, she's like 150 years old and she has to move this pallet of bricks that just got, this <laughs> just got returned. And here I am in my mind, I'm like, I'm ready to be less accommodating. And the first thing I do is I walk up and I go, uh, ma'am, can I help you move that somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh, thank you, sir. But that's the bend. And I move it around and I do my thing and I walk back. I'm like, see, I just, I just. That's the bend. You know what? There's nothing wrong no, but with taking care of other people. And this isn't a backwards way of saying what a gentleman I am. No, I truly. know. I know. I, I truly am working on, because I, I believe in gender equality. Yep. And that woman was about to cut in front of me. <laughs> and I don't care if she was a woman. Oh, I was not going to let her cut that in front of me. That is not, nope, that's not you. <laughs> nope. I call, I call BS. Ben, yeah, it's I totally call BS. Ben Sandberg. You know the um, you know that old game BS. Yeah, well, Ben's name is Ben Sandberg, and I swear that was totally named after you because I call BS. You say that all that you say. Yeah, those you things always say all I the call, time. I call Ben Sandberg. Yeah, well, yeah. because you always try to act like a total like I would never. I, I I yeah. I'm a I'm a tough guy. I'm like you are so not a tough guy. Like not at all. That's true. Well, our last podcast, we talked about, um, we talked about, you know, kind of, um, you not necessarily having a lot of dreams and like, you know, goals and aspirations. Uh, and so, you know, and, and trying to find your purpose in that. And one of the questions I thought kind of deserves a little bit more of an answer or more discussion is I truly wonder because I really, I do understand that there's different personalities. I do understand that there's different people and every personality is different. And so maybe some people who listen to this, like I would love to hear, you know, some of, uh, you know, all the, the few that are listen to this, I would love to hear like their kind of opinion on it. But I feel like sometimes I'm frustrated by your lack of dreams because I want to support you in those dreams. And I feel like dreams are often our, it's dreams to me are just another sense of hope. And when we do not have dreams, the question is what propels us forward beyond those dreams? Yeah. Well, you know, you ask me this all the time and I'm, I'm being 100% real. You're like, okay, just like think back to the when you were a kid. Like, is what is it like? What would you want if you could do anything, be anyone? What would you do or be? And in my mind, is just white noise. <laughs> like nothing comes up. What? And I don't know what. I don't know why. Okay. Um, I'm kind of one of those people. I can generally do a lot of things. Yes. You know, um, we've talked about that a lot. A lot. Um. But there was never any one specific thing that I just had this strong desire to do. And I think I know why. Okay. Oh, I, I, I mean, totally well, I, want to hear this. I don't want to say like I have all the answers to this because I definitely don't. I'm still okay. picking through it. But, and I, I, I think we've kind of touched on this before, but I think for me, like my desire for my life was to have like a solid home to have 
a, yeah. a great wife. Yeah, you were saying that. And a solid, like... A, a relationship with build, your daughters. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I wanted to build a solid place, a safe home yeah. for my kids to always be able to to feel like they're at home and they can be who they are no matter what. Well, you did it, babe. Um, so part of it is that I think... I kind of have fulfilled a big part of my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my dream has less to do with my profession and has more to do with um, creating that kind of that atmosphere. You know, it's so interesting because a lot of times, a lot of times, so I've had friends um, that are a little bit older that women they were they've been women that they were like my dream was to become a mother mm-hmm. so the trouble that they had was once they reached that at like 23 right <laughs> once they well no really getting their kids up and about and doing yeah. those things once they reached that then they were now what now what yeah and i and they really that. struggled with that yeah. because the what the my friends that have that have gone through that they really struggled with that because there became they there became there there was no other dream beyond that and there was then there was a sense of loneliness almost of this was my dream and now look what i've got i've got an empty house and there's you know yeah all of I, that. I can totally attest to that and uh you know, for me, without going too much into my past or my history, like I just, I, you can if I never, like. I never felt like, cause my, my parents split up when I was very young yeah, and they both remarried very quickly and kind of had their own little It felt like units. you were the lost child. And, and the three of us were kind of caught in the middle. Yep. So my home never felt like the home that like my kids have. Right. My kids, like, they just plop themselves everywhere in the house. Like, they're just they come and comfortable they sleep, everywhere. They, they lay in our bed at night before before we go to bed, right? Yeah, so and I, I think for me... you would have never felt comfortable doing that. Like, even when I went away to school, I because my parents... And, and this is just... I mean, this happens. Like, sure. people move. Absolutely. Um, so I'm not blaming anybody. But uh, my parents moved away from our hometown after I went away to... Or when I was in college. Uh, so I didn't really have, like, a my home that I grew up in to go home to. Right. Same thing happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was kind of a bummer too, you know, that like now I have to go when I go home for vac for the holidays, it's not really my home. It hasn't, I've never been there. It's not my hometown. It's just a place where my parents live. Right. Um, and I know that just, that's just how it is with a lot of people because people move after their kids grow up and leave the house. But, um, and I don't know, maybe we'll do that to our kids. I but, can't guarantee we're going to be here forever. But this is about your dreams. And so... So I guess what I'm saying yeah. is like, uh, maybe I my dreams were just to like, to be happy at home. And so I want to challenge... So I could be anything. Like I can pr- professionally... Yeah. I, c- I literally, I didn't really care what I did professionally necessarily. And I guess what I'm trying to challenge is, is that the truth or is that something that was not, um, how do I say, that was not... Like instilled? Incur- like you, I believe that a lot of times people have that creativity and that that ne- that need for dreams. And that is, 
I believe there's an innate part of us that needs to have that. And it is what continues to to guide us and to drive us. Yeah, but and, do you have to have that? I mean, and hold on, I'm just going to say th- uh, uh, this is totally something where we can disagree. Yeah. Totally 100%. I'm saying that I don't know, but what it feels like to me is sometimes I feel like you know, it's a little no different than than people who lose themselves in relationships or people who sm- stuff down things and then all of a sudden, like 30 years later, they realize they're really angry over something. I sometimes feel like our natural tendency in as human beings is to have a lot of dreams and have a lot of hopes and um, and sometimes and even if that means, that, okay, once my kids are done, I have that home for them. But how do you enjoy? Because we have to work to live. So how do you find joy in work if that was not, if that's not something you can make money at and do that full time? Yeah. And I think to, I don't know. I, I think that things, it's a cha- tough question. things change too. So like, it's not like I never had any dreams or aspirations. You just, I like, I'm confused. I, had, I feel like you said you didn't as a kid. I had hopes that I was going to do something cool. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and I, I think what I'm getting at is that things change. You go through life is all kinds of cycles, right? Yeah. And, Right now, I think after the pandemic, things are just weird, you know. Yeah. Sociopolitically, things are just weird. And uh, I think that it's a matter of finding your joy and your purpose uh, even when things feel off, you know. And yeah. kind of, I think, I think part of what I'm looking forward to in this era of my life is that this is kind of like, this is when people have midlife crises, yeah. Right. In their absolutely. 40s. And I think it's because you are past the time where the world was completely open to you. You could do anything. Right. Nope. I totally disagree. I, I, just just hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Hear me out. OK. So when you're in your 20s, you can literally do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get to this age, it's like you've kind of chosen your path. Mm-mm. And it's like. If you want to choose, if you want to change your path, it's a major change. Like you got to kind of start over professionally. You have to have less fear. Yeah. You yeah. have to learn how to, to drive into that So I'm saying that, that it's not, it's yeah. not easy to just like switch gears. So like, I think people around our age are like, is this what I'm going to be doing until I retire? Is this what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life? And does that make me happy? Or can I find happiness in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not in your nine to five, what else can I be doing that will fulfill that, that void, that happiness? I think you really do have to ask, a- answer that question though. And you really have to sit with it because I don't want people to, it's too easy and it's too comfortable to sit back and let that fear keep you from taking chances. So this is going to sound crazy to people. Okay. Okay. 
So one of the things I've been, <laughs> sounds so crazy to people who are listening to this. One of these things I've been challenging myself to do a couple of times a week is after work, go to the beautiful Hawaiian beach that's right around the corner from our house. Okay. And go for a swim. Correct. Everybody's probably going, are you kidding me? I know. Like I would do that every day. Mm -hmm. But I know it sounds weird, but it's so easy for me after a long day to just come home, take a shower and rest. I know. When I can hear the waves from our house. The last time you said that you just decided that you didn't want to, what did I say? You just need to force yourself. You need to force yourself. So here I am saying it out loud that I have to force myself to go to the beach in Hawaii three times a week. Mm -hmm. I know (laughs) you're silly. I drive by. I'm like, okay, here's how petty I am. I drive by. I'm like, ah, it's kind of cloudy. Or I drive by, ah, it's kind of crowded. But see, you're kind or, of... Or, ah, there's no parking. Okay. So you're kind of diving into what I'm talking about. And I'm, I think yeah, that I'm, there's... I'm in my comfort zone. There's, I think that there's some more to talk about here, Ben. Let's go through, you know, but <laughs> I, I honestly, I really want to challenge people. Look, you guys, I, I am constantly trying to make sure that, number one, that I have peace in every moment... I was so unable to do that over the last few years. And then I finally, over the last year, kind of reached a point where I, I know you can see a difference. I had to go through some big stuff in order to try and find that. But what I will say is that I, I do believe that one thing that I, I, and it's another reason why I wanted to start this podcast is it is too easy. It is too easy to just accept the the it, it to to just accept that I'm afraid of this and not go after it. It's too easy to to go. I don't like this feeling of uncomfort, right? Discomfort. I don't like being uncomfortable. And you and I have always talked about it. You don't even like being uncomfortable physically. Who likes being uncomfortable physically? <laughs> I'm so you. Ma- the majority I of the time, you are un- uncomfortable because of your job. Yeah, and that's that we've talked about that. But what I'm talking about is emotionally. We don't like to have fear. We don't like to. Uh, you know, you hear it all the time. Nobody can just. People have a hard time just quitting their job and going, that's not what I'm talking about. But I am talking about challenging yourself to really go, am I happy? Am I doing what I was meant to do here? And literally doing everything you can, walking through those things that you went through as a kid, walking through that crap that you have to get through so that you can actually find when things are laying dormant with your system, within your system, for example, dreams and hopes. I believe that many people are walking around in this world with dampened dreams and hopes because A, they've chosen, there's there's nothing I can do about it now. They've already decided and thrown in the towel that they're too old. B, that they have had people in their lives that have told them to not work that hard, that really you or were that never- Or that they can't do it. Or that they can't do it, right? Um, see, they, they really, really just choose anything they can to not experience fear or discomfort. 
right? Yeah. There's so the list can go on. Well, I mean, that's why people are are alcoholic or into drugs. <laughs> right. It's to escape the feeling of yeah. all those feelings. But those are th- but every feeling we have is there for a purpose. It is there to tell you when something's off. It's there to tell you when something's wrong. So what's funny is we spend our entire lives trying to stamp out those feelings, but in reality, those feelings are there for a purpose. So when we choose to medicate with alcohol, we're actually saying, you know what? I'm feeling fear and I don't have the time or the energy right now to dive into why I'm feeling this fear. And this is a huge part of what I had to walk through. I had to take every single, there was a day where I first started this and I was like, okay, so every single time today that I feel this feeling of fear um, or I feel this uncomfortable feeling in my stomach, I'm going to ask myself why I'm feeling this and I'm going to, and I, I would physically have to force myself to stop walking because I'm busy. So one time, for example, I, I was in the kitchen and this was the day that I was going to do, I was going to stop every time that I felt this, this feeling of discomfort under in my stomach. This was one of the first times. So I was having it all day long. I had gotten myself into a point where I was having this all day long and I stood in front of my window and I was like, I was at my, my, my sink. And I realized I had been feeling this feeling for several minutes and not even it didn't even occur to me to ask and see why I was feeling this. And so I stopped. I asked myself, why am I feeling this? And I went into the reasons and really it came down to, I was dealing with a lot of fear. And what was the fear? The fear was that I was not, I was going to fail. Okay. So what was the, what's the reason that I was going to fail? Well, I was really, or why I was fearing failure. Well, because mostly what people think of me. Yeah. Right. And so it kept getting deeper and deeper. And then it got to where I, I started practicing this all the time. And now guess how many times I have to do that in a day? Less. Less than one. Really? Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the discipline that you have. And that we've talked about how like these are great ideas. Yeah. But it takes discipline. It does take discipline. And like for me, the reason I decided I need to go to the beach more is because I told you I just I feel like we're we live in Hawaii. And I feel like when we first lived here for the first five years we lived here, we did so many things that were like yeah. Hawaii related, like, you mm-hmm. know, hiking, going to the beach, going to waterfalls, you know, all that stuff. And now we're, you know, we we're just in a busy season in our lives mm-hmm. where it's just so we have so many things that we're juggling um, that I said, you know what, I think I think what it is. Part of it is I'm just not getting in the ocean. I need to get in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And just remember what it feels like to just be beaten by the waves. Yeah. That feels good, you know, to get tossed around by the waves for right. me. Um, so that's that's why I decided I need to do that because I need to re refocus on the fact that we move to a place where we can have that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right at our doorstep. But it doesn't matter where you live. I think what you're... Tra- no, I'm I think- just saying for me personally, like that was my return to, okay, what what can make me feel like... Because there's something physical about it too. Like mm-hmm. there's a... Because we're not, we're not doing our old regimen anymore um, like we were before with jujitsu. And like there's something physical about getting in the water. There's something... Um, 
therapeutic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt like, you know what? I think that's what's kind of missing. So I need to do that. Mm-hmm. But even, so that is a challenge. Like now I need to actually do it. And I think that it's, what it is, is a gateway. And the reason I say that is I feel like these, you're, you're, it's a really good thing you're saying this because I, what I was going to say is it doesn't matter where you live. I think it's important to listen to what Ben's saying because what you are saying is really important. These are the first steps to when you're feeling that you don't know what you're going, what your dreams are and your hopes are past this point is if you're, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling all of these things, the challenges have to begin to, a lot of times it comes with challenging yourself to, even if it's, you know, when depression is really bad, it's as little as taking a shower, right? And so there was a moment when I was dealing with my, my mom after the divorce, my mom was going through a really deep depression and I was living with her and I was the only one. And it was a really, really, really tough time in my life. It's probably one of the toughest times and maybe sometime I'll talk about it because it was just such a, but it is, it's really tough to talk about because it was a very, very intense time with my parents and my brothers weren't there. So I felt alone in that whole aspect. Um, and it's my senior year in high school. And as a 17 year old, I had to walk into my mom's room one time after many months of dealing with this and my mom being extremely depressed. And I, I had to say to her at 17 years old, I said, mom, maybe just a shower and like going to see a movie would really help. And she got really angry. Now, this is a mom who I absolutely adore and and is a beautiful person. And we have a great relationship. But during that time, she was going through a really tough moment and a tough time. And she yelled at me and told me to get out of the room. And I did. But the next day, and I, of course, cried. But the next day, she came up to me and she said, I want to say I'm sorry and that you're right. And I'm going to go right in there and take a shower. And I'm going to go see a movie with a friend tonight. And that I really, I really remember as like a big pinnacle moment when my mom started kind of doing things a little different and challenging herself a little bit more to get out of that. And so, you know, it's get out of the routine. Getting out of the routine. Yeah. I think too, like maybe, maybe you're perfectly fine. You know, maybe you're not going through depression or anything, but I think there is something to say about changing up your routine. If, If you're just if you've done the same thing for the last month mm-hmm. and you haven't done anything outside of your regular Monday through Friday mm-hmm. and then your Saturday, Sunday errands or whatever you do to prepare for the next week, like go do something well, different. It's even a skill to be able to learn to adapt in life. Well, and it's also planning ahead. It, well, I'm thing. just saying like when you do those things, you're literally learning a skill of adapting. Yeah. And when we don't do those things, we become really horrible at adap- adapting. Yeah, so the challenge this week okay. is to go do something different. Totally. I, I 100% yeah. agree. All right, really quick before we stop because it's time. Uh, the, the second question of our 3,000 questions, what is your greatest fear? Failure. Woo! That That's was quick. an easy one. Yeah, I, I would say mine used to be, but then I, I really am telling you that I went through a lot of chaos this last couple of years and I was like, whatever, failure, I don't fear anymore. Fail all you want. Um, yeah. I would say that like if we were going to go a little bit less um, uh, philosophical, mm-hmm. it would be uh, 
um, anything in the ocean. Oh. Sharks. Okay. I can't stand. I am so afraid of, of ocean life. Hmm. I know. I live in Hawaii and I'm so afraid of ocean life. Yeah. Is there anything like that that you're afraid of? I'm thinking. Um, spiders? You don't love the cane spiders that I, are in our... I really don't like spiders. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if that it's a fear. I just, I really don't like them. Yeah, I have an ocean fear. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that's not like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not afraid of much physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, it's afraid of like doing something outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I'm, a, I, I'm, I really don't like confrontation yeah sometimes i'm afraid of confrontation yeah for sure you're getting better at it yeah it's really hard i just don't like disappointing people you confront me all the time it's not yeah, like yeah but, but we've even been that forever. we compromise it's not like i'm like yeah. trying to fight you in the street you yeah. know well i think any- i just need to fight somebody <laughs> yeah. and get it get it out of my I don't system think so. <laughs> i don't think so nope nope i don't want to see that when that happens yeah uh anyway well i hope this helped somebody i hope that this was an interesting conversation and not it just helped a- me did it i'm gonna go swimming this week oh i love it that's gonna be your do i need to call and ask permission no okay good why I'm are you totally, I'm totally you, joking. You throw those that, things out so much. Because I know much. that bugs you so much. It bugs me so much because it's so not real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I really hope that that helped everybody. And I want to encourage people. This is, I really truly feel this from the bottom of my soul. And I have, I've talked to Ben a lot about a lot of it too. I don't believe that we are meant to, like, if you don't have hope and dreams, then you need to really question what is guiding you, what is leading you. Um, this is not for people who are just comfortable and feel cr- great and all this. This is for people who really, there's a little inkling that something's not right. That's where I really want to question. I want to really challenge people to question like, where did that stop and why did it stop? And maybe we can find some things that are a little bit dormant that we can kind of bring to life again. And that was truly where a lot of this podcast I wanted to go um, because I do feel like creativity, you know, uh, Brene Brown says it really well that um, the lack of creativity is not benign. It's malignant. And that she truly does believe that that people we all need to be creative and we all need to have art now i feel in just my own terms that means for me dreams and hopes keep us alive and keep us moving forward so if you find that you kind of go where did those go let's find them again so thank you guys for listening and go check out ben's cartwheel on instagram it's gonna be amazing says the van wade Bye, guys.